Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouteau. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a new This is the Sinner and the Saint. Here's former and modeling prodigy... Luke Anderson and bespectacled drifter Will Duckins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, happy Saturday! Thanks for joining us. I'm faking a uh, energetic mood. Will, so you're very excited. You're very perky this morning. I'm very perky. I'm trying to offset. Your hungoveredness, hungoveredness, with my perkiness. Yeah, man, I woke up tired. I don't. The, the hangover doesn't feel too bad, but man, I don't. I have no energy today, and you are uh, you're a spitfire this morning. That was so. my favorite part. Is that I said, "God, you look hungover," and you go, "Oh no, no, I'm not hungover. I'm just tired," which is like the number one teenage excuse for when you have been drinking, yeah. and then you go sneak back home and wake up, and you're parents are like what the hell's wrong with you you're like oh i'm just so tired yeah i'm just so tired and i throw up like every hour well typically typically i usually i usually get to bed around 10 before before we wake up early to you know get ready for this show and stuff so i didn't go to bed till after midnight plus there's a fair amount of whiskey and beer in my evening yeah well my brother's turning uh 41 so We've, his birthday's today, so if he's listening, he's not. But happy birthday, Mark! But uh, so we got together last night, and uh, we hadn't done it in a long time. But we busted out the cars and played a little Texas Hold'em. Had a good night. Uh, it was fun. Almost How the hell do you play won. cards drunk? How do you not? How do you play cards sober? Well, how do you keep track of the rules? What do you mean? You just at a certain point say "f it," and yeah, it's kind of how it ended up. We we play go fish. Yeah, <laughs> no, we 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 set the blinds to escalate a little bit too quickly, so the end of the game got a little choppy. But I had a chance to win quite a bit of money, and I didn't do it. My brother took it from me, so it is what it is. But I was cleaning house, I was killing fools, and then it, you know it didn't end didn't end the same way. But hey, we had a good time. That's all that really matters. That's kind of where you go. Anyways, uh, we're gonna we're gonna muddle through this thing. Uh, <laughs> You're not really starting off the show on a very positive note. I mean, I hate to do this because you don't like it, but uh, look at the weather. The weather is overcast and nice. <laughs> this show's not starting well. Let's talk about weather. Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> hey, let's it's not perk, bad. Let's perk this thing up. 
and talk about the weather. This show's going to be fantastic. Don't you worry about there that. We go. had a nice, nice win for the Blazers last night. Did you see that they had 30 assists last night? That's a lot of assists. It's a ton of assists. That's I believe, very kind. I believe that's a tie for the season high for the Blazers. But that's a, a very nice bounce back after uh, a loss to the Grizzlies that was uh, certainly disappointing, but you lose without Also didn't count. Didn't have Mo Harkless or Damian Lillard. And I like that you said Mo Harkless first. Like he was the, the yeah, big. he was. He yeah. was the key to he that. He was lot. the difference, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mo Harkless was. They didn't have Damian Lillard. That's yes. that's the part that, and it was very obvious to the point that I think CJ had like forty two or forty four points, and it was like, oh, I I see what's going on here. We really suck if we don't have one of them. Well, but the other thing too is I think that maybe a little overlooked, but Dame's role as a facilitator, and and when we yeah. we've been talking about this over the last month when they went on the thirteen game win streak, and they've kind of cemented themselves in that three spot. I think we've noticed that you've had Damian Lillard time late, but I think a lot of people have overlooked his role as a facilitator. Because one of the things that he did last night was he put the ball in Nurk's hands in a position to make easy buckets. Oh, yeah, dude. You couldn't stop that pick and roll. Yeah. It was I mean, so sweet. He had 11 assists, I think, Dame by himself. But it was, you know, he kept hitting hitting Nurk in the right spot. And even Terry Stotts was talking about in the, in the post game, And, you know, I caught all the highlights and stuff this morning because I was too drunk and... And, you know, we were drunk watching highlights. No, we were all fired up last night playing poker. Did you have that thing where you woke up and you were trying to pretend like you were getting things done, but you really couldn't because you were too hungover? Like, I remember I did that a lot in college when I would get really drunk the night before, like on a Thursday. And I had to get up on Friday and kind of do a couple things. And I got into the motion of actually doing them, like getting on the computer and answering emails. And I even had this conversation in my head like, Oh, okay. I'm going to respond to this like that, but you're not really paying attention to anything because your head's throbbing. No, no, I don't. You're just the, going through the motion. No, I don't have a throbbing head because I, I usually wake up and the, the twins are uh, up early. Get them a bottle, put them back to bed. What? What's that? Huh? What? You said the twins? Yeah, my twins. My your twin, daughter, twin I'm daughters. Sorry. You're talking about your boobs? No, no. We call those the ladies. It's a little different. Anyways. So this morning when I woke up, the first thing I want to do, I want to see, you know, the results of the Blazers game because I didn't catch it last night. But How listen, dare you? Shut up. Listening to Terry Stotts talk about it and, and again, just the ease in which, you know, they're able to, to move the ball around when Dame's there. I think that's the biggest difference. More so than just the absence of having, you know, your, your leading scorer, your MVP candidate. But tell me if I'm wrong. Dude, you know what I thought last night actually was that um, there was a certain point in the second quarter where I was kind of like, I think C.J. McCollum might be a better scorer than Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think he's a little bit more of a pure scorer. He kind of is, though, because there yeah. were just points last night where he was creating his own shot, with it, which it looked like complete ease. Like, yeah. C.J. McCollum has now turned into this thing where he's like a mix between Clay Thompson and Brandon Roy where he's so dangerous from the outside, and then when it's that interior game, he turns on the Brandon Roy and can, like, shimmy people. And he can drive a lot better than Dame, too. Sometimes Dame's just, like, bull rushing in there. Yeah, Dame's Dame's definitely got that head down. Dame's got more determination. He's got more grit to him, and that's why he's so great in late-game situations because he's absolutely fearless. But the thing about excuse me, watching CJ is you you see that he's just very fluid. He's yes. got that mid-range jump shot that you don't really see a lot from Dame where he's he can step in. He's got that Kobe take, thing, man. That, yeah, co- can t- that mid-range shot reminds yeah. me of Kobe. 
Well, yeah, and it, it's something that analytics has kind of driven out of basketball, and you don't see it a whole lot. But CJ's one of those guys that's not afraid to like do the quick stop and pop 15, 18-footer, which makes him more dangerous when he drives because now you have to guard him all the way to the basket. Where Dame, it's like, all right, let's wait for him at the rim and see if we can stop him. Because Dame, for years, has been one of the most blocked players oh, yeah. in the NBA because he just he kind of goes, you know where he's going, it's and he's going to challenge you every time. He's not afraid to get blocked, and it doesn't always happen, but he's going to go in there. He's going to get fouls, and he's going to he's going to well, get. What is he? Six three, six four. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to overpower anybody on the interior. Like, I get it if it's a fast break and you're getting the jump on somebody. Like, go for it, dude. Yeah, you're faster than most people. But you know, if you're setting up a play and you know there's what six, seven seconds left on the shot clock, and then you're just going to bull rush. Like, come on, at least try to bounce it out or something. Which, by the way, I know you didn't watch the game, but I decided to do the. Uh, national broadcast on ESPN. Oh, you yeah. can tell how much the broadcasters didn't really pay attention to the trailblazers or have really the beat on yeah. the trailblazers. Um, that being that one of them goes, God, just imagine this trailblazers team. They're so good. And to think a couple years ago, they had LaMarcus Aldridge. Could you imagine how good they would be if they still had LaMarcus Aldridge? And I knew collectively every blazer fan here was like, no, we would suck. <laughs> we would continue to suck even yeah. harder. Yeah, it just it, it, it's yes. about it's about fit with players, you know. Yes. It's, it's there's two things that I saw, and there's been a lot of national games for the Blazers lately, and they've been they've been working their way up the the power ranking charts. We were looking at it yesterday, so Rashad and I filled in for Dirt and Sprague, so we were we we're just kind of looking for setups for the game. And Rashad looks at me, and goes, "Dude, are the Blazers really the third best team in the NBA?" Yes. And then we started looking at, yeah, we're like, holy cow, yeah, the, their power rankings have just consistently moved up. So it's funny that sometimes you feel like you're in a vacuum and you're in Portland. The way you look at the Blazers is very different than the way that the rest of it does. But the other thing that I saw this week was an article on LaMarcus Aldrich, and it was a diamond, you know, uh, a diamond in the rough when he came to San Antonio and how they've molded him into this shining star. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the Spurs, like clinging to playoffs. <laughs> well, well, and didn't he ask to be traded at yes. the beginning of the year? The king of the house for his own shoes. Yeah, the the whole Lamarcus well, Aldridge is a bizarre. He's a dink, dude. He's a complete jerk. I yes, he is. Dink I'm calling jerk. it. He's a dink. He's freaking annoying. <laughs> and you know that there was a problem between him and Damian Lillard when he was here, and Damian you know, after the first season was starting to really kind of come into his own. You yeah. knew there was a problem he had with him. Like, you know, oh God, I've been here so long and nobody appreciates me. It's like, well, yeah, you've been here so long and you've taken us nowhere. <laughs> like yeah. even when Brandon Roy was here, nobody cared about you. It's just not the leader that you want to to take the team, throw them on your back and go. And, it, you know, it's, it's just a perfect, uh, you know, the comment, I want to be the best players of all time. And then he can't wait to leave. You know, it's good riddance. Speaking of dinks, we got a poll up. Oh, do we? We have two yeah, polls. we talked about it. We have two polls up. Well, we have two polls, but there's one poll that has to do with basketball. Let's look at, at the other poll. At Center Saint 1080 on Twitter. You can go and participate in the poll. Or 55305 is the text line. You can uh, you can text us your response to this. Uh, Will Darkens, what are, what are the Twitter polls? So the first poll we have is who is the biggest crybaby in the NBA Options, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or Robin Lopez. Uh, we've been getting a lot of responses, at least on Twitter, of people saying, where the hell's Chris Paul? Where's yeah. Doc Rivers and where's Blake Griffin? Which really, now in retrospect, you think about it, they might have, they, they should have just been collectively on there. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we just put the old Clippers team. Yeah, the old <laughs> Clippers trio. Well, the reason we put Robin Lopez on there, uh, Kevin Durant and Robin Lopez were the inspiration for this. So if you didn't catch it Thursday night, they both got ejected and had uh, quite the uh, storm out moment for Robin Lopez. Yeah, and then- he was pissed. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was super pissed. He, he was ready to go back and start throwing fools around. Yes. He, he's getting drug off, shaking his fist, pointing yeah. at people. I'd love to get the audio of what he was saying. Now, the other one was KD who got kicked out of the game. You can actually hear the audio yes. of Kevin Durant. Pretty so if you clear, go, too. Oh, very clearly. And if you go and you listen, it's it's funny. It's one of those things you probably don't hear it the first time you watch the, the tape on it, but you, you listen to it closely you hear it then you can't not hear it and we can't repeat any of those words on the radio but there was quite the uh yeah it was just so crybaby-ish it was it was not that serious of a foul it's the end of the second half they have the first half the end of the second quarter they have the lead katie drives and then just stops playing (laughs) i got fouled nobody guy didn't even notice it you mean you're free throws and just turns into the world's biggest baby i blame his dad yeah i think his dad walked out on his family <laughs> i blame the dad okay that's the easy scapegoat all right i don't know i blame kevin durant he's an adult like he i don't know this, this warriors team could not be any more unlikable and with steph curry out i just have no faith that they're that they're going to be back to where they were it's 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 tough to live at the top of the hill, and I think that they're going the wrong direction right well, now. Well, and actually, Kevin Durant came out after uh, shooting practice. I think it was yesterday. He was talking to ESPN, and they were talking to him about his whole little boohoo moment. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I think what happens sometimes is that I want it so bad, meaning, you know, another NBA title, sure. that I go over the line, that I don't – I have to check myself. Worst part of this whole story is Steve Kerr's lack of awareness – and I don't know if it's a lack of awareness or him just placating to people, but, you know, he has the audacity to stand up, criticize the president, stand up for liberal and social social issues on Twitter. That's totally fine, man. I respect it. You have your own voice. But when your player's acting like this and now he is, what is it, two more texts away from getting a one-game suspension? Yep. And you go, oh, that's just Kevin being Kevin. Well, but it's also, he already had a technical in that game. The reason he was tossed is because that was his second technical, not just for what he said. So, I mean, Steve Kerr did nothing to protect him from it. He's obviously hot and bothered when he already had one T. Pull him out. Let him sit for a little while. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to criticize Steve Kerr because what has he done with this Warrior team since he's been there? All he's done is win. Yeah, but that was Mark Jackson. <laughs> that was Luke Walton. <laughs> Luke Walton is what it was. Uh, at least yeah. at the start of a. Uh, Do you see how ago. crappy they are now that Luke Walton's coaching the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, see how great the Lakers are. Yeah, oh, they're really good. What they're on the playoff periphery, aren't no. they? No, they're not. They're not. No, I, I don't know that they're mathematically eliminated. But if not, it's like any team wins <laughs> in the next day, then they're Two out. Two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Blazers clinched last night too. Uh, they clinched playoff. I yeah. think they're still kind of... Well, they've clinched a playoff Yeah, spot, they, they clinched playoff. The third yeah. third spot, though, I guess is still kind of up in the air. Though the Oklahoma City loss puts them in a position... And we'll talk about this next segment, but something that kind of scares me a bit. Are the Blazers the third best team in basketball, in your opinion? 55305. Five, uh, there are plenty of texts on the Blazers that came through. We'll get to some of those. We've got Final Four, opening day of baseball. Uh, we're going to talk to your boy. Nick Krupke. Nick Krupke's coming. Fox 12's Nick Krupke. 
We're really this show's really seven up. We'll talk to him in the second hour. <laughs> Action packed. We're both very spunky. We're gonna call out dinks all over the place. It's gonna be a fun center and saint. Stick with us. Uh, this is 1080 the fan. All right, welcome back. Five five three oh five is the text line. Uh, a lot of people upset with how much you hate Damian Lillard. Apparently. Which you, by the way, just spread that lie. I don't hate Damian Lillard. Uh, let me just see if I can find. I am anti Damian Lillard. I am anti Damian Lillard. I think you rest with me. I am anti Damian Lillard. That's not me. I am anti Damian Lillard. I think that's Ray Romano. Could be. Did we have Ray on the show? No. We never have. I am anti Damian Lillard. I'm going to call out to Ray. Yeah. So, yeah, in the first segment, you said that CJ was better. You said that Mo Harkless was better than Dame. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> got, it right, got it right here. Hold on now. Wait. What? Come on. <laughs> Tell me again. How did you... How did you, uh, you, were, you were referencing Bonzi Wells. <laughs> how did you justify uh, the Grizzlies' loss? You're like, well, it doesn't matter. They were without Mo Harkless. Well, we didn't have Mo Harkless. <laughs> He's the defensive heart of that team. All right, so here, here's here's my question for you though: Is you've got the Blazers, uh, so you you agreed pretty quickly that third best team in the NBA uh, right now. Right now, okay. I would say yeah, I, I really would because I think that when you look at the West right now, the man, the Golden State Warriors. I know there's this whole idea that once you get into the playoffs, they're going to turn it on, and I don't disagree with it. I I I could see it happening. Obviously, I know Steph Curry is quote-unquote, going to miss the first round of the playoffs, though I don't think that's true. He'll go in injured because he's an idiot. And Well, it's a playoff. I mean, well, but I the, fir- it, the but first round, you don't necessarily need yeah. to go in, but they're gonna, there's going to be a point where they're going to need him, and that yeah. may be a second-round series against the Blazers. But I know on the text line, a bunch of people are also saying, you know, why are you even forgetting about the Toronto Raptors? That's ridiculous. Man, the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs haven't historically been very good, and I know they go, well, it's a completely different team. Well, not really, because it's still the same core of players being... DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. I, we are so friggin' hot right now, man. And what really points to us being so friggin' hot is the fact that Zach Collins had 15 points off the bench. That dude looked like one of the best swingmen in the league uh, last night. Like his ability to score off the dribble, his ability to really kind of post up and have that interior game when Nurk's not in, it's really good. Now, I don't know if he'll be much effect in the playoffs this year because he might get jitters yeah. being your first NBA playoffs, but... Dude's freaking good, man. I'm eating my words. Yeah. I thought he was Myers Leonard 2.0 with a better haircut. Definitely has a better haircut. And I'll yes. point out, so the, the power rankings that we're referring to, uh, they come from Bleacher Report. The number two power rank, it goes to the Tra- Toronto Raptors. It's not the Warriors. So it goes uh, one Rockets, two, uh, two to your Toronto Raptors, three is the Blazers, four Boston Celtics. And the Boston Celtics have been really amazing. I can't wait to see what they do in the playoffs, the way that they've been playing with without anybody. I mean, you get Kyrie Irving back, and you'd be curious what this team does. But this is kind of what happened last year, right? They they started to finally push the Cavaliers after they lost Isaiah Thomas. So this team's really scrappy, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Number five, they've got the Utah Jazz. So then way down, way down, seven and... Oh, geez. Where do they even have the Warriors? So the Warriors right now are sitting... Scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, 11. So... Oh, I mean, that don't mean ass. No, I, I understand that, but, but but you agree. Blazers at three, does that mean that they're a championship contender? No, they're not. Um, 
So first round, and this is what I was kind of alluding to in the first mm-hmm. segment, was the whole idea that now Oklahoma City is sitting at sixth yeah. uh, after their loss last night, I think, to Denver. Um, that's scary to me because I think that team, more than any other one right now in the playoff picture, can turn it on. Because you have guys who have been there. You have Russell Westbrook, who historically isn't amazing in the playoffs, but knows when to turn it on late in games. You have Paul George, who pretty much single-handedly pushed the Pacers into the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. Um, you know, and you have Carmelo Anthony, which I think is kind of a wild card when it comes to what is he going to do on any given night. You see they sat Carmelo Anthony for I the entire fourth, fourth quarter. Well, hold on now. He said that he sat himself. Oh, I see what I saw is he said he was surprised that he was sat in the fourth quarter. I think it was he was surprised that he was sat um after they tied it up, but like I forget what the guy's name is. He hit some corner three to take like a two point lead and then he went up to Billy Donovan and was like, No, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'll I'll go sit on the bench. Yeah. But you know, if you're a if you're a Thunder fan, you're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> God, can you imagine how good we would be right now if we had Carmelo Anthony? Yeah. No. God, you you just love that storyline so much. I'm just asking a question. Uh, text line agrees. Brad Stevens, the best coach in the league, not even close. Um, I'm really excited for the NBA playoffs. There's only two weeks left of the regular season. You're going to get into it. The the I mean, you talk about Oklahoma City trying to turn it on. Uh, the Cavaliers really haven't gotten into a stride, and I know that they you know changed over their entire roster. But LeBron's a guy that's going to turn it on. Yeah. for the playoffs, they looked uh, good against the Pelicans last night. Yeah, well, yeah, and and the the thing about LeBron that's really so amazing, he hasn't missed a game this year. No, you know, after resting, I mean, he looks, you know, bigger, stronger, faster than ever, and it's, it, I mean, he just passed Michael Jordan for the most consecutive double digit scoring games, which I always thought was a record uh, of Jordan's that I thought was just incredible. He had like one eight point game as a rookie. And then just went on that tear, and I think 866 games was the total. But for LeBron to get to that milestone at a point where it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all, that's going to be really, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, at what point does that guy turn into a different player where he has to, his body doesn't let him do what he does now? Well, you and I were kind of talking about it um, in the office the other day about how, you know, there's a whole generation like Joe Fisher, right? Joe Fisher was saying the one memory he had of Michael Jordan as a kid uh, was hitting like a game winning shot at the all-star game. Wasn't that right? Yeah. Like turn around. Okay. It, now yeah. Joe is what? 26. Yep. So he was a, he was quite the kiddo when it came to the nineties. Yeah. Uh, he could have a cognizant enough memory that he knew what was going on. I was, well, I was born in 88. I'm 30 now. And so I, I was like, very much a kid in the 1990s. And all I remember from the 1990s in terms of sports is Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's it. Like, I can remember every big moment. I can remember the series with the Trailblazers in the early 90s. I can't remember it super well, but I remember watching it with my family. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember every single title series after uh, his a- return to baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can just remember those things. I think with LeBron James, I don't know how many of those memorable moments you can actually pile up. Like, yeah. what is his... I mean, you could say in 07 against Detroit. That, that's the one that stands out to me where I'm like, dude, this guy's 
a freak. But then they went on to get swept in the finals. Yeah. You remember him going to Miami, but the, the, the big thing that stands out from that, you remember Ray Allen saving him, and you remember losing to Dallas. Well, and you remember it was negative, too. You remember the decision. That's stupid. Well, that's what I mean. Freaking, the decision is yeah. terrible. But but also, I mean, Dirk going crazy uh, and, and winning that first championship that was supposed to be not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, yeah. not Chris Bosh. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. I don't know. I mean, just when when we get into the playoffs, I think there's a lot of wild cards, and the health of, health of the Warriors is a big one. But I mean, you're still. I, I know that you're not counting the Blazers, and I think that's fair. It's very difficult to put the Blazers in in championship contention. But if things fall the right way, I mean, who knows what can happen? Because you have no faith in the Rockets in the playoffs either. No, I don't. And I think a lot of people are that way. I mean, I think until they get there and prove it. But you have Mike D'Antoni who's gotten fairly poor record in the playoffs. Obviously couldn't get the Suns team there. And I know that there were some suspension suspended players that people will point out and argue, but D'Antoni has not had success in the playoffs. James James Harden certainly didn't last year quitting at the end of the playoffs. He he didn't quit. He had a concussion. Sure. Yeah. You know that anyways, do you know what he did after that game? Yeah. He went out and had a a quiet evening. You want, I think he went to a library. Is that right? Went to a strip club. Yeah, all night. He had to clear his head. Yeah, that's what it was. How awesome is that? He and got then, a concussion, and then yeah. he was just like, screw this. And then who did they add to their team this year to put him over the top in the playoffs? Chris Paul, who's had no success in the playoffs. So that's, that's your top team. You have no idea what the health of the of the Warriors is going to be. So, again, is it that unrealistic to think that the Blazers have a shot to beat those two teams? Well, I kind of think so, because then who are you playing in the second round? The Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. You have to either assume. So I think the Warriors right now would play. Hold on. Now I have to actually bring up a friggin' bracket. Well, no, I've got it right here. NBA standings. You're saying if, if it were right now, you yeah. would have Warriors Jazz. Warriors Jazz, which I think they can get past the Jazz. The yep. Jazz are a very solid team. But again, when it comes down to playoffs, you're, you're going to have issues actually keeping up with that team in terms of scoring. So the team you would play next if you're the Trailblazers would conceivably be the Golden State Warriors. If... Steph Curry is just coming back in yep. that series. Mm-hmm. I think you have a minor shot yep. because Steph Curry historically coming back from injury is not great. He's no, not well, very good when, when he's not 100%. He's well, just like anybody. If you're, yeah. if you're not a hundred percent, you're not the same player you would be. And I, mean, I don't, unless you're like Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's a perfect example of coming back from injury. The guy that hasn't played all year that apparently has been cleared by doctors, but his quad didn't feel good. That's LaMarcus Aldridge's fault. Oh, is it? That's, that's a bizarre thing, too. Right now, the Spurs are four, Timberwolves five, so that would be the matchup there. Blazers would play the Thunder, and Rockets would play the Pelicans. Yeah, the it, Pelicans. It, uh, if nothing, nothing changes, I mean that that's the whole thing about you know the you know the path to the to the NBA championship is you have to go through the Warriors and Rockets, presumably. But again, how much faith do you have in the Rockets? How much health will the Warriors have? So it makes it more intriguing. The Blazers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of uh, the the regular season, see the way this playoff uh, setup shakes out. But if the Blazers can do what they did last night, where they just go in and take care of business, share the ball, make it easy for Nurkic, like you said, the pick and roll, the way it was working. And, and you know, if you get down to a, a, a final few possessions, is there a player that you'd rather have than Damian Lillard? Mm. Probably not. Not right now in the league. Yep. So, a couple thoughts from the text line. Blazers are borderline third best in the Western Conference. If Kawhi Leonard comes back, Blazers aren't even favored in that series. I think Manu Ginobili answered that for us. Well, that and they wouldn't play the Spurs unless the Spurs get through. 
Carmelo is a cancer. You don't want him, but I think you're being sarcastic. Somebody <laughs> yeah, that, listen, that's listen to the show very much. Um, <laughs> Zach is far from Myers, meaning um, Zach Collins. Zach Myers Collins. Uh, but until his rebounds go up, he's nothing but a quote-unquote shooter. And at this point, he's still statistically the same as Myers' rookie um, season. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah, sorry. I had to bounce the brain on that one. No, hey, did you fine. see Biggie Smalls got in last night? Uh, no, I did not see that. Yeah. Oh. Little, uh, little biggie. Yeah? Yeah, how'd he do? Caleb Swanigan? No, yep. he didn't do very great. Okay. Wait, why was he out? I know I'm pleading ignorance here. What? Is he hurt? No, he's in the G League. They dropped, dropped him down. Why? I thought he was pretty good. Well, it was, it, it, there's only so many spots in the rotation. So he went in, I assume, after Ed Davis went out? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, if you're rotating in Davis and Collins with Nurk and... Okay, so... You're going to sit here and tell me that it's better idea to put him in the G League but keep Myers Leonard on the bench as a cheerleader. Yes. I'm supposing so cuz yeah, cuz you want this guy to develop. You want Myers doesn't need more development. He he kind yes, of he is does. what he is. I mean, he needs it. You drop Myers Leonard down to the G League, he's going to come back as what? LaMarcus Aldridge? I think more yoked. Yeah, that's all he needs to do is just keep lifting weights, more push-ups, more sit-ups. Why, why the hell is he not athletic? It makes it doesn't make sense. He's seven feet tall. And he's seven feet tall, and he's just jacked. Yeah, he's muscled to the max. Okay, like why isn't he athletic? He looks like I don't know. Gary Trent wasn't an all-star. You know what he looks like when he's out there? He looks hungover. <laughs> Does he? He freaking looks hungover. I, I don't know. I I think he just looks stiff. <laughs> Like, have you seen him set screens and then roll? Like, he when he's, he's going up robotic. to... Yeah, when he, he goes made up in to... some sort of laboratory. <laughs> Listen, he, I, don't, I don't understand why everybody needs to dogpile on Myers Leonard. It's like, poor guy, he's not a great easy. basketball player. The guy's doing just fine. It's easy. I know it's easy. I don't know why you insist upon doing it. When he goes up to set a screen oh. in his mind, it looks like he's going, one, two, one, two, set, shoulders. That's because that's what he's doing. The man has run into me. Now I will turn, run yes. to the basket, miss. You know what? Let's we'll have to do this. We'll 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 put it on Twitter or Facebook or something through the fan. But what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll get some Myers clips and then we'll have you do the voiceover for it and we'll we'll put that out there. Okay? You want to do that? Will that be enough Myers bashing for you? No, it's never enough. All right, NFL free agency baseball. We've got the final four this week, and we'll talk to Nick Krebke all uh, after we go to the news. That's that's you. That's I'm gonna cue. find it. That's your cue. The what? The news. All right, for anyone that doesn't really know what goes on every week during the show, uh, Will is, outside of being a Blazers and Beavers fan, doesn't never really had allegiances to other major sports teams. Uh, I love Beaver. What's that? I said I love Beaver. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a former Beaver. I guess you're still once a beaver. beaver, always a beaver. Oh. Once a beaver, always a beaver. So this year, uh, you adopted a football team during the football season. During, I did during I, last season. I'm a Rams fan. Yep, and uh, and you just recently adopted a uh, baseball team. We were trying to decide this last week, and you said you're going to take the Marlins. I'm not taking the Marlins. Now you made whoa, this whoa, whoa. decision for me. No, no, you said last week we can pull the tape that you wanted to be the Marlins. I suggested that we put out a Twitter poll and let the fans pick you a team, but you decided against that. I didn't want to do that because they'd vote for the Marlins, and I don't want to root for the Marlins. The Marlins are awful. Marlins are one and one. They beat the Cubs yesterday. 
Now, how did the Marlins season start? This is you explain this <laughs> because this is embarrassing. Uh, okay, so this uh, the Marlins uh, started uh, first. They it really started before the game. So yes. for anybody that doesn't know, they obviously sold Derek Jeter, part of the ownership team, and they got rid of all of their players. So the reason you suggested that you might take the Marlins was because you're like, well, I might as well take them while they're down. That way, when they're win, nobody can accuse me of being a bandwagon. And, so it's kind of the reverse Rams fanning. Usually. Yeah, and that's, well, that's what I did with the Rams. I, I've been a Rams fan for, <laughs> what, how long? Like, I don't know, three months? I Well, three years. No, I don't think that's Oh, I've been rooting for the Rams for a while. No. In fact, when they drafted Jared Goff, I was on, <laughs> I was immediately saying that's a great idea. I must have been out that week. Anyways. The Marlins uh, had not the best start, uh, you could say, to a Major League Baseball season. So it started before the game when they decided to do a flyover. They take jets and fly them over the stadium, which is kind of a cool idea. Well, they didn't bother opening the roof for that. So you've got a retractable roof stadium closed for the flyover. Then on the first pitch of their season... The leadoff man, Hap, for the, the Cubs, ah, hit a home run. First pitch. The inning continued uh, by them walking in a run and beaning in a run. And an article was written before the game even made it to the third inning that I saw. So this is opening day. I'm trying to keep an eye on what's going on in baseball. So they put out an article, and the headline was, the 2018 Marlins are canceled after one inning. But... If, if you'd like to keep the fandom, they actually came back. They tied the game. They ended up losing 8-4, but they actually did make the game interesting. And they got a 2-1 win over the Cubs uh, yesterday. So they got them again today and tomorrow. I'm saying, buddy, you, they're not as bad as you think. They're not going to lose every game. They've already won one. So come on, Will. What do you say? Take on the Marlins? No. I mean, you can get one of those hats. You can get a replica of that uh, home run monument they have out in the uh, center field there. Have they, um, you know, this is kind of piling on on the Marlins, but do they remember that guy who died in a boat accident still? Yes. How do they do that? Do they make a statue for him? Oh, I don't know that they made a statue, but they, I, I believe they did a moment of silence and they, that's it to start the season. I think that's a nice gesture. You got to do a little bit more than that. Maybe well, retire his Jersey. I don't, I don't know what they've done. Well, I have to do more research on that. I, I do we not, both do. I, I do not know, but why, why would you bring that up? I'm trying to research the team. I want to see if I, I want to join it. You know, they had a former player who was high on on blow on a boat. Okay. Um, maybe Dead. Yeah, okay. You're really adding. Well, what am I supposed to What? I'm supposed to ignore that when I'm trying to choose a team that I want? Okay. I, what, do I want to be a Mariners fan and bring some, some old man to the team, Ichiro? Yeah. Did you see that introduction they gave him? Uh, no, actually, I missed the introduction. I was uh, I caught the game for the first pitch is exactly when I turned it on. All uh, the Mariners yeah. fans were cheering like, oh, my God, we're going fi to finally do it. We're going to make the playoffs. I here. Well, listen, last year the Mariners almost made the playoffs and had 40 different pitchers, so they've got a chance. <laughs> you sound like a Mariners fan. Well, they hey, got a chance. That's all you want is hope, right? That's Just all you can hope for. A hope. A hope is all I ask for. So. The other reason I brought up your fandom is you are now a Rams fan. I'm a huge Rams fan. Huge Rams fan. I'm so, all things Rams. So 
Yes. All things Rams, uh, the conversation this week swirling around the rumors that Odell Beckham Jr. is not only interested in playing for the Rams, but he's uh, talking with players and trying to get them to put up whatever trade the Giants are willing to accept, which sounds like two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. So as a Rams fan, that's something you're willing to do? Yes, of course. If it's a first-round pick this season and then next season, mm-hmm. the, yes. There's there's no arguing on that decision. Look, you have lightning in a bottle right now. Your defensive line is going to be the most unstoppable thing next year. Nobody will be able to run against you. Feels Fra- that way. Frankly, nobody will be able to pass you either because it's a three four defense and you have speed on the outside and you're going to have to double team either Aaron Donald or Indomitian Sue. So what's his name? Indomitian Sue. Indomitian. Indomitian Sue. Hey, you can't really talk to me about this because I scrimmaged him in high school. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. so you can't stop them on defense. But I don't you, think I don't think I did. The defense stops the offense. Can't stop them. You can't stop the defense from stopping the offense. Also, think about this: if you are a defense, yeah. you are not safe anymore if they get Odell Beckham Jr. Because not only do you have Robert Woods, who's probably one of the more, at least he proved he was one of the more reliable C, uh, receivers in the NFL last season, but you also have Cooper Cup, possession guy on your slot, you would assume. And then you have OBJ, who pretty much is just going to run every single slant route that he can possible and run for a touchdown. Could you imagine having to think up of a defense where Todd Gurley is motioned into the slot and then you have Odell Beckham Jr. on the same side and you go, oh, I, who do we cover? Yeah. Like the entire defense will just. Well, don't shift. forget they have Todd Gurley. Yes, I mean that's. It's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yes, it will be freaking awesome, and you should do it. You should give up the two first round picks because what do you have to lose at this point? You have a young core of players who, for conceivably the next five seasons, you're going to be able to make runs to the Super Bowl. And this is, kind of reminds me of what Seattle did. They just stockpiled on defense. They said, "Hey, we're going to pay players later, but we know right now we have lightning in a bottle." We caught it. We're going to do something with it. They went out and got Cliff Cliff Averill. They added uh, Michael Bennett. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sherman, they had the whole... Well, uh, they already had. The Legion of Boom was, was drafted. But, was, but yeah, yeah, but, it was but built they, up. Yeah. But they added the pass rush to mm-hmm. it to get this. And it was, yeah, they've already gone out and got Tlaib, Marcus Peters. I mean, that defense is going to be ridiculous. Yes. I'm not looking forward to playing the Rams. No, we're going to really beat the crap out of you. Yeah. That's the other reason you picked them, too. Yeah, it? of course I did. All right. Well, there and you go. And because they're punter, I was very good friends with. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Will Darkens, the world's biggest Rams and Marlins fan. Don't do that. How, what? Awful. How awful. Make you a Marlins fan? The, the world's biggest <laughs> Rams and Marlins fan? Yeah. I don't think it's anybody that loves the Rams and Marlins as much as you do. No? That's 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 debatable. I don't know. You, pretty, you, love, them, you love them a lot. Look, you haven't put a statue up of the guy who died in a boat accident. <laughs> Until they do that. Good versus evil is next. Center and Saint, Tennessee the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan.
think we do that every day after every game. Uh, we, we chat and just see, and uh, we're getting W. So I think I'm doing something well. It, it's going to happen. It's not. I'm not going to be perfect every game. Uh, all I can wish for is go out there and play my hardest and, and live with the results. But I think it's been going in the right direction. That was a man who, before this past week, many people believed could not play basketball. Markel Fultz. Looks like the process is finally working in Philly. Oh, I hate you. After a 68-game absence during his rookie season, Fultz made his NBA debut Monday night against the Nuggets. Besides airballing his first shot, Fultz seemed to be serviceable uh, for the fourth seed Eastern team. Sixers are currently on an eight-game winning streak. If standings seem to remain the same and Joel Embiid can play, with a mask on. Oh, it's going to be mean with a mask on. Do you see the 76ers getting past the first round against the Pacers? <clears throat> I do. Yeah, I mean, they've if they have Embiid, I mean, that's obviously the big wild card in this. I mean, they're in almost a virtual tie with uh, the Cavaliers right now. They could possibly end up in that three spot, too, which would be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I know. The bottom of the East doesn't scare me. I mean, if you're saying it's the Pacers, uh, I realize that they've had a little bit of a spark. But Pacers are pretty good, man. They're solid. I get that, but do they scare you? I mean, who are you taking in that series? I mean, I think the 76ers have a realistic chance of, of getting through the first round. But. Embiid is the... He's the X Factor. No. He's the X Factor, but I'll say this, dude. Watching... Ben and he's not coming back from a leg injury, too. That's the other yeah. thing. Like, coming back from a facial in, facial injury, I don't think you're going to be as timid. He'll be wearing a mask, but it's not like he's, he's coming back from a sore ankle or knee or hip, something that's going to slow him down. Dude, Ben Simmons is the friggin' truth, though. That guy is really good. Yeah. Number one overall pick. Probably going to be rookie of the year. He's good at basketball. Yeah. We got a lot of good core pieces in our locker room that we feel like are in place. And then when you supplement them with players like that, you know, we're not afraid to, to try to bring as many good football players uh, into our locker room as possible as long as we feel like they fit. That's a man who I'd be willing to give up my hetero card for, Sean McVay. And Whoa. my... Los Whoa. Angeles Rams just keep cleaning up this offseason. Never mind, we've picked up both Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib, but this week they signed Pro Bowl defensive tackle and Dominican Sue to a one-year $14 million contract. If you're thinking about running against this team, good luck. Their up front consists of Sue, Michael Brockers, and Aaron Donald. You're screwed. There are even rumors that the Rams are figuring out how to bring OBJ to L.A. I know we talked about this last segment, but if this all happens... OBJ to L.A., all the pieces start to work. Are they the Super Bowl favorite? They might be the favorite, but I don't think that's a good position to be in. Uh, I, I think you... Do you how often them, does a favorite win the Super Bowl? Do you take them over the Eagles if it was an NFC title game? Yeah, I don't know that the Eagles are going to have the same kind of season they had last year. I mean, I know they added Michael Bennett, who has had a tumultuous offseason. But, uh, yeah, I... I the NFL is the easiest league to go from first to worst and worst to first. You know, I mean, it, it, it's predictions tend not to work out the way that you think they will. And uh, it's just a, one injury away from, from going sideways. So, yeah, I think they'd probably be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl if they had OBJ. They probably could be considered one of the top teams in the NFC now already. So it's it's a I guess it's what you want from the offseason. It feels like they're winning the offseason as much as anybody, but it doesn't always translate to wins. Do you know what I would love to see? What's up? Is if OBJ went to San Francisco. Oh, that division. Just, it's, it's already insane. It's, it's going to be an entirely different division next year. With Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh -huh. Dude, I'm so on the Garoppolo train. <laughs> so on it. Your header card might have been given up 
during this segment. Could have. You know, I don't want this to come off in a way that, that, that sounds like I don't care about football. Obviously, I think I've proven that. But at the same time, there's something that comes before that for me to be able to allow me to play football and be the person that I want to be. And it takes doing the things off the field for me and mental that, that matter to even get to a point where I can run out here today. That was the man that likes to drink but is way too good at it, Johnny Manziel. The Boston Herald reported earlier this week that the New England Patriots met before and after Manziel's appearance at the Texas A&M Pro Day this past week. The Pats have been known to pick interesting backups at the signal caller position. Just a few examples. Tim Tebow, Ryan Mallett, Matt Castle, 43-year-old Doug Flutie, 44-year-old Vinny Testaverde, just to name a few. Do you call this a Belichick sabotage, kind of playing off that same narrative that he hates the team and wants to blow it up, or is this a actual plausible backup? Again, this would be Tom Brady's backup. If Tom Brady got hurt, conceivably Explain to me how backup quarterbacks work. Johnny Manziel would be calling plays and throwing the ball to receivers for the New England Patriots. Well, it's funny because you went through that whole list and, and how many of those guys actually played significant time. I mean, you you saw Jacoby Brissett and, and uh, Jimmy G play a little bit in, in Tom's absence when he was suspended for those four games. They ended and we, up being and we pretty saw, good. What's it? They ended up being pretty good. Brissett, I thought, was pretty good last year. He's the Colts. only thing that kept the Colts afloat last year. Yeah, yeah. He, Again, they, they, they had good showings. Uh, we certainly saw a, a season of Matt Castle, who that year ended up making him a ton of money for a guy that never started a game in college. It's pretty amazing. Uh, listen, if, if, if he thinks it can work, I think that uh, Bill Belichick has earned the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's sabotaging the team. I think that's pretty ridiculous for a team that was just in the Super Bowl uh, that until you see, you know, the guy loves football too much. You've never sabotaged the team. If Johnny Manziel gets into the league, I'd be shocked. I just don't see it happening. Think about shocked. that. Think about that. I'd be shocked. But Tebow wasn't there. He was he was there for, what, a cup of coffee and then was asked to leave. So He doesn't drink coffee. That's a good point. He's Christian. He doesn't have caffeine. Just like you. Are you Christian? Raised Catholic. Well, uh, been a while. Then you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, time for my favorite story. This one comes from New York. Kevin Daly's doctor told him he needed to lose some weight after having heart surgery. He started a diet plan, worked out a bit more, but couldn't shed some extra pounds on his beer belly. Funny thing is, Kevin Daly doesn't even drink beer. How could he get a beer belly? <laughs> you okay? Things got strange when he lost 34 pounds but continued to sport this quote-unquote beer belly. After he got a CAT scan, it was revealed that this so-called beer belly was actually a massive 30-pound tumor in his stomach. Thing weighed 34 pounds. The picture of the doctor holding it, have you seen that? That thing was 30 pounds. It's 34 pounds. No, he lost 34 pounds. Okay. That what else did they take out? Regardless, Ooh, have you seen the picture of the doctor holding it? Yeah. It's disgusting and fascinating. Dude, that's why I can't get on WebMD because stuff like this. Because <laughs> you'll think that you have a tumor in your gut. I think something's going on with me constantly. Yeah, it was amazing reading about it, though, that didn't, like, he had no idea and the type of tumor it was. They, it's just remove it. It, it was kind of built around his organs and really no negative side effects other than 
the tumor that weighed 30 pounds in his gut. He looked pregnant before they took it out. They took yeah. pictures of him before, uh, after he had lost all the weight, and he looked legitimately like a pregnant man. Yeah, and they, they were saying, yeah, the photos are amazing because it's, yeah, he just, I mean, I guess like anybody would that you lost 30 pounds overnight. But, yeah, it's an amazing story. And they said the symptoms were just like, yeah, if you've got a tumor like this, you'd feel full a little bit quicker after not eating all that much. And a lot of people could go every day without knowing that it was there. And, yeah. How awesome did that have to feel? Just I told you I wasn't fat. It's just a huge tumor, bruh. Yeah. It's a lot of weight off his belly. Like, boom. Yes. I think you were trying to do a lot of weight off his shoulders, but then you realized that the shoulders weren't where no, the tumor was. Where I, oh, where I, I, I don't know about that. All right. Either, either way. All right. That's Good versus Evil. It is brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. That's 808 2454 East Burnside or, 20, or 52nd. Whew. I almost said the wrong number. Do you want a glass of water? 52nd and Woodstock. All right, we got Nick Krupke next hour. We've got Final Four talk. Uh, a little more baseball. Sure. Listen to the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 